This is the High School Football America podcast for February the 28th, 2024. I'm Jeff Fisher. The High School Football America podcast is brought to you by GameStrat, America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding reliability, faster speed than Huddle sideline, and here's the one all the coaches who have made the switch have told me is the best part. GameStrat has awesome customer service. They pick up the phone when you call. I'm not going to go into why that's a big deal, but coaches, you know what I'm talking about. And GameStrat has different plans priced right for every coach's budget. And a couple more days, early bird special, get some discount pricing. But if it goes by and you forget to do it, don't forget, mention High School Football America to the fine folks at GameStrat, and they'll give you an give you a High School Football America friends and family discount. To get a demo, go to GameStrat.com or you can click on the GameStrat banner ad located on every page of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. All right, championship chat on the High School Football America podcast heads to Greenville, South Carolina. Championship time in 1A, back-to-back for Christ Church Episcopal, and uh, head coach Quinn Hatfield is on the line to talk about what's been a couple of fun years, I would think. You know, when you when you when you finish with the W, and you're the only one in the class that does that, coach, it, it puts a smile on your face. You still smiling? Thanks for joining us. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're we're still smiling. Um, however, we uh we're back grinding, man, and um <laughs> you know getting ready for for. Uh, this next season and uh, hopefully another run. Yeah, well, with all of these, I, I, I take different approaches at the beginning, but because we are a national website, and you know, sometimes as we do this championship chat, we're we're drilling it down to the smaller schools, which I love because y'all need as much publicity as the the pink teams in our top three hundred. Give a little snapshot of uh, Christ Church uh, in Greenville and how uh, high school football fits into the fabric of the school for me. Yeah, well, Christchurch Episcopal School, um, you know, we go all the way K through through 12th grade. Um, got 1,160 students uh, in the whole school. It's really a tight-knit community here within the school. Um, it's really cool to have, you know, all, you know, lower school, middle school, upper school, and, and just that whole community comes together on Friday nights. It's an awesome environment. If you come out to Carson Stadium and um, to, to get a feel of it. But, uh, you know, we um, – you know, we're in the Greenville, South Carolina area, and Greenville's been growing, and, and, and we're in South Carolina, and football's important in this state, and um, it's important at this school. There's a, a rich tradition here at Christ Church of uh, the culture we have, the brotherhood, and, and, and certainly winning. We won seven state championships, um, you know, throughout the years of Christ Church football. And back-to-back uh, back, uh, over the last two years, uh, Quinn Hatfield is on the line. He is the head coach at Christ Church. And, and Coach, one of the things I, I noticed about you as I was doing a little bit of research here before this interview is uh, you spent a lot of time um, outside of high school football, but not outside of the sport itself. I, I saw a lot of youth coaching in there uh, as I read a little bit about you. Tell me about um, you know the, the jump. Why did, you, why did you make the switch? Why did you say now's the time to go to the, the scholastic level? at the high school level yeah um well uh, unconventional path right like you said um i played football all my life um played college football and uh it's been a big part of who i am always want to give back to to the game so got in coaching out of college um wasn't wasn't my livelihood uh did it on the side had some flexibility in the job i worked for um, a company in corporate America for 20 years and, and did a lot of different things with that company, but always had the opportunity to coach on the side. I started at the high school level as a 
assistant coach down at Spring Valley High School in Columbia and at Hammond School. And um, and then from there, we moved around, and then it wasn't as much at the high school levels, more at the lower levels, just, you know, whether it was helping build a youth program or even coaching my son at different times to, to stay involved with the game. And you asked me, you know, what what led to the move. Really, I wasn't planning this move. Uh, you know, I'm a man of faith, and, and, you know, our plan and our timeline and always – uh, match up with God's timeline, and uh, so I was here at Christ Church Episcopal to start our youth program here. My son already playing middle school ball, and um, there was a need and an opportunity to do that. And um, after that first year, um, our athletic director came to me and said they're making a change in the program, and said we think you're the man for the job. And you know I was pretty blown away at that point in time, and uh, said hold on, I'm in a big crossroads here. Stay in corporate America. The company's been really good to me, 20 years, or or, or make this jump into coaching full-time and um and it took a leap of faith and 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 jumped in and that was in february 2020 of course covid hit a a month later and that's a whole nother story but (laughs) just wrapped up our fourth year and um it's been a blessing we've got great players here great coaches a great community and um you know it's just one of those things i thought i would do this later on when i retired maybe in my late 50s moved out to the beach and you know coach football but uh, like I said, our timing and, and God's timing doesn't always match up, but it's uh, been a great blessing. <laughs> well, they say God works in mysterious ways. I don't believe in that. I think he works in the way that he's supposed to, right? He, he told you it was time to get that whistle around your neck and, and go at it. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and you don't want to live life with any regrets, right? And you're exactly right. You know, when you feel that nudge, we all feel it to do different things. And, you know, I could have said, hey, and I'll appreciate the opportunity. I'll stay involved kind of on the side, but um just just don't want to have any regrets life is life is short in the big scheme of things and um like i said we jumped in and it's it's been awesome yeah well like i said back to back not not a bad thing uh, two out of the four years there uh quinn hatfield is on the line christ church in greenville south carolina uh, not too far from where we are here in atlanta a couple uh, two and a half hours i guess to drive love it up in that area there coach um let's let's get into promoting uh you know some of the staff um, some of the kids and you, you said there's a great tradition there i think you said seven uh state titles I, i'm sure you've got some guys that are have been on the staff there a little bit with you talk about the guys that uh, made you look good right uh, hc's get to do the interviews they get all the the, the, the glory and the crap <laughs> but yeah, anyway, yeah that's right uh, t- let's talk about that staff how you put it together and some of the guys that have helped you out and, and gotten you to the level you've been at yeah you know that's, i appreciate the opportunity to call our staff because you you're exactly right i mean these, these are the guys that um you know the heavily involved in the game planning and coaching the guys up we've got a great staff um you know, I'll start with our defensive coordinator. He's a guy named John Wyndham, and uh, Coach Wyndham came to Christchurch a year before I got here and, and stayed on when, when I took the job, and um, it's been great to have him. He's got a wealth of experience. I mean, he's been a defensive coordinator at Furman uh, at the collegiate level, uh, Gardner-Webb. He, he was a head coach down at Swanee in college football, and and had some head coaching experience at the high school level, and uh, he's been our DC, and and um, and he's a wizard when it comes to scheming and, and 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 dialing up the defense, and just does a great job for us. And um, and I can name many of our defensive assistants, but if I did that, I know I'll leave somebody out. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't I don't want to do that, I, man. Uh, I feel you. And all, <laughs> offensively, um, our offensive coordinator is uh, a guy named Todd Cuttingham, and um, and I brought Todd on when 
when when I got the job. Um, he's a quarterback in in the past, and you know played a little bit of professional ball in the European league for a while. And um, you know he he coached at the collegiate level for a little while, and then he he doesn't do this full time. He he runs his own business, but um, he got a lot of flexibility. And I've known him for a long time. We actually competed against each other in in college. He went to Presbyterian College. I was at Newberry. It was a big rivalry. But anyways, we reconnected a few years later after college and stay friends and and then he um he was willing to do it when I took the job and he's done a great job and um you know offense has, has been explosive and um you know just putting ball in the playmakers hands and and uh, and I will call out a guy that I, I left out on, on a previous um uh podcast that I was on talking about the championship run and and that's Larry Frost and I want to call out coach Frost because he coaches our quarterbacks and quarterbacks have been you know, I mean, we, we all know QBs are important, right? And when you got a good one, um, you know, it, it makes that offense go. But, you know, he, he stayed on staff. Um, he was he was here when Christchurch had uh, four state championships in a row in 2011, 2012, 13, and 14. And, um, and he was an assistant coach. He's had head coaching experience previously. But um, he stayed on and, and worked through some times of transition. And I've just so appreciated that. He's got a – a lot of experience and great knowledge and I, you know we call him the QB whisperer he's just got a way of working with those guys and and does a phenomenal job for us and um like I said just want to give him a shout out there you go Larry you got your name in there good good job coach <laughs> I, I know that feeling you I, I will say and I've been doing this well 50 years I think at this point uh, professionally and uh, you know I've, I've had all kinds of people that go in there and they take a run at it and they forget one and then they get yelled at and all that you handled it perfectly you went with the OC and the DC and said, you know, all the other guys are important. So, good kudos, kudos on communication 101 on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, man. No problem. You know, it, it dawned on me when you were kind of talking about that, and I, it's kind of a weird question, probably because we're talking football, but I'm going to try and make it football. So, I believe football does a person well in life. And in business, and you had you said that corporate job for for twenty years, and I'm 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 just curious how football helped you in that previous well, it's now your previous life, right? The corporate world, and and then what did you learn in the business world when you were there that's helping you with your your coaching staff and and getting these guys together to do the job of winning state championships? Yeah, you, you're you're spot on. There's 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 so many carryovers, things you learn playing the game of football, you know, and the you know the competitiveness, the toughness, whether it's physical toughness, mental toughness. Um, but I think that probably the teamwork piece, and you know, maybe football more than any other sport, where you got 11 guys on the field and, and everybody has to really do their job to for a play to play to go well or really a game to go well where some other sports you know you, you can really get one or two guys can take over a game that that doesn't happen in the game of football mm-hmm. um so I think you learn that teamwork piece you learn that sacrifice piece that is bigger than me and you know learning that helped me you know in the business world and I think just you know what I learned in business um you know, is a lot of the same thing I was coaching I was in management I was in leadership and building a team and finding the right people and making sure you're you're, you're leveraging their strengths and you're listening to them and, and, uh, you understand what's needed to, to get the job done and, and then this, you know, strategy and, and mission and vision and all of those things, um, translate right into, to, 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 to leading a football team and, 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 and collaborating with your coaches and getting the best out of your players. And, um, all of those things, um, is just, is, it certainly helped me. And, 
Um, you know, and it's been a lot of fun doing it with the guys that we're doing it here too. Like I said, I didn't call out all of our coaches, but we've got 12 coaches on the staff and, and not, and very few of them actually work here at Christ church, you know, to give back their time. We got guys at Michelin and Verizon and, uh, one guy used to be at CentOS and Allstate and another guy runs his own business, you know, and they, and then they get back and cause, cause they love the game and they, you believe in developing young men and you know we've just been really blessed with the group of guys we've had here and then the players that have you know laid the foundation since i've been here of getting back to winning and belief and doing it the right way okay let's transition into the kids here but before we get to the kids by name some of the leaders that helped you get to that uh, the top of the mountain again this year uh, the question is youth football versus high school football what was the biggest adjustment you had to make as as a coach to uh coaching the kids i mean kids are kids right but is there a difference was there a difference did you have to change yourself at all yeah i mean i think at the end of the day it's there are similarities in how you coach right you figure out how kids are wired how to motivate them and you know create structure and challenge them discipline and bring out the best and i think the biggest difference is just you know, in terms of, of the, 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 the schemes, obviously more sophisticated at the varsity level and, um, you know, the preparation and the film and the game plan. Although I'll tell you, coaching youth football in Georgia and, you, and you're living in Georgia, mm-hmm. I mean, I was coaching, um, you know, fifth graders. And, and, I mean, we were exchanging film. You were trying to get more film on guys. We were breaking it down. It's real um, down here. Part, <laughs> it's real, man. That's what I tell people. I mean, they, they were play, we played tackle football. I, I wasn't coaching this young, but, I mean, kids were running to play tackle football in kindergarten. They were little bobbleheads running around, you know. Uh, but but that's what it was. So, I mean, again, a lot of that helped. And But it's, it, it, to answer your question, I mean, you know, more sophisticated, just more complex and things. And then you're also dealing with – you know, with, with with high school kids as as opposed to you know younger kids, they got more more things they're dealing with with academics and relationships and just all of those things that you that you want to help all of the above. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, being teenagers that's that's the big difference. Quinn Hatfield's on the line, Christ Church Episcopal School in Greenville, South Carolina, uh, doing wonderful things down there. And let's get some of the kids in here uh, again. You know, uh, it's kind of like the coaching staff. You'd love to name every every kid but we don't have that hour so <laughs> let's let's get some yeah. of the leaders on this team yeah we'll, let's, let's start on defense you know they always say well, what's all saying defense wins championships but yeah, all puts the, 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 the fans in the, in the stands um so so defensively um y'all yeah, call out our middle linebacker um guy named jake good and jake's gonna go on and play football at the next level he's going to hampton sydney and um here's our leading tackler and tone setter and just a very physical football player you know we talk about our identity here in Christchurch football is we play fast and we play physical and he's one of those guys that um you know just 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 did that and modeled it day in and day out uh, another guy's another one of our linebackers just graduating Cooper Ronchek he's a three-year starter and all over the field and and, and just a just a great leader as well. He got our, our Cavalier Award, which is which is our top player, just for what they do on the field and off the field and, you know, consistency and leadership and all of those things. So I, I call up those two guys on, on defense and then, you know, on offense, um, you know, I can't name our entire offensive line, you know, name all of them, but those guys are very seasoned. Now, go ahead and do it. The, they never get the publicity, Coach. Get, get them in there. Get him in there, man. Martin Russo is our center, and like you said, center don't ever get a shout out unless something goes wrong. Right, ball goes <laughs> exactly. flying over the quarterback's head. But he, um, 
I, I think it was 420 or 30 plus snaps all year. Didn't have an errant snap all year. Um, nice. and wearing a shotgun. So, um, you know, he's, he's a senior. He's one of those guys that, you know, did a great job for us. He had Pat, Patrick McMaster and Grant Strohmeyer, Grayson Varnador and, um, Rody Barnett stepped in for us. And, uh, I feel like I'm leaving a guy out. Lincoln Weldy, who came back from injuries, he's been a warrior for us. Um, so those guys up front really, set the tone we were very balanced attack if you look at our numbers we were able to run the football and also throw it all over the field which which made our offense um you know really tough to stop when i'm talking about running the ball we are running back that you know he'll be a hall of famer here one day and Deshaun reader uh he's going to northwestern to play football and um you know he just um he's a power back he's explosive um he did a lot for us and then i'll also call out just two other guys offensively just numbers wise they had tremendous seasons, and one of them's our quarterback. He's a first-year starter, Tucker Hendricks. And there's some question marks coming into the year, and what's the quarterback situation going to look like? And you know, he competed and won the job, and um, just really got so much better throughout the year. He's a grinder. He watches the extra film. He does the extra work. I mean, he ended up throwing for all kinds of yards and 43 touchdowns and only nine interceptions, and was really, really strong down the stretch in region play and into our championship run. And then the last guy I'll call out is he, he, you talk about a dynamic player. I'd encourage you to go watch some film if if you hadn't watched any on this guy. His name's Jackson Rep. He's a slot receiver. Um, Thirty-two touchdowns. Um, hmm. Some of those were on special teams and returns. Um, you know, but you know, it was over sixteen hundred yards receiving and twenty, almost twenty-four hundred all-purpose. And uh, he's coming back, and so is Tucker Hendricks. So uh, you talk about great things about those guys. <laughs> I mean, they, they, both those dudes are coming back. So. I'm excited to see what they can do, how they continue to grow and develop as players, but, um, you know, just very dynamic player. I will go watch some film on Jackson, and I, I, I guess, uh, you know, Coach, uh, they're going to make you look pretty smart again this year, it sounds like. So let's, let's, <laughs> that's, let's, what they, they do, that's exactly right, man. They, they do it. <laughs> let's, let's flip the switch to 2024. I am assuming there's some weights being thrown around and clanging. Tell me a little bit about how you guys run your off season and, and what you're looking to get accomplished before uh, fall camp. Yeah, well, you know, one thing you mentioned um, earlier um, in this in this interview was the you know, smaller schools, and, and we are a smaller school relative to a lot of other schools in Greenville or you know across the you know high school football America. Um, you know, we we dressed twenty eight this past season. We dressed twenty seven the the season before on Friday nights, and and I say all that that leads into your question about the all season. We got a lot of kids playing other sports, and I know other mm-hmm. schools do too, but. Now, a lot of our guys play lacrosse or basketball, so they're in those sports right now. Our basketball team is playing for a state championship this Saturday, and lacrosse is just getting going. So we have um, three days a week we have workouts, two mornings, one afternoon, and we had the highest attendance for morning workouts we've had over the last four years. Um, um, but that said, you know, guys in season are, you know, working within their program. So, you know, we're getting after it in those morning sessions, and we'll do some work in, in March. High school league rules here in South Carolina allow you to do a little bit on the field in March, and then you can really get going in May with pads and spring practice. We're going to have up to, you know, 15 practices and 10 in pads, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll get after it there and have a spring game and then get ready to really grind for the summer starting uh, June 3rd. You know, you just ticked off a lot of coaches around the country that are clamoring for spring ball and don't get the opportunity to have it. So 
I know every one of the my friends out there that's saying, "Oh man, South Carolina's got it too." <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, we we got it and try to take advantage of it, right? Exactly, exactly. Positive thing. Quinn Hatfield on the line, Christ Church Episcopal in South Carolina. Going to wrap things up here uh, with uh, how you and I got connected. We were talking about a couple of different things and uh, our, our interstate games. Our master list is up on HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. And you said, hey, we got a good one. Uh, a couple of state champs going at each other. You want to tell the, the folks about that one? That seems like a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah, that's going. That's a, a fun matchup. Uh, we played the Asheville school um, for the last few years, and and, and I'll just say last year's game was um, was a big time game. Um, they had they actually coming off a state championship, so they're back to back champions, and we are too. So it was two defending state champions going out last year. We went up to their place early in the season, and just back and forth, and uh, we found a way to score late, and win the game. Actually, blocked an extra point, one twenty seven twenty six. So um, I. I I expect the game to be, you know, very competitive and, um, you know, it's kind of become a great rivalry. They'll come down here this year. And even going to the first game of the year is not an interstate game. We're playing the Hammond School. We've never played them. Uh, they're, you know, powerhouse in the, in the independent school league and have won several state championships. So we start the year off with, you know, playing Hammond, who won the state championship, playing Asheville School, who won a state championship, and then going against the – a big uh what will be a five A school here in Greenville. We we we'll be three A this year. We've been one A. Uh, that's a whole nother thing. I don't know how much you followed the I high saw school it. here in South Carolina. I but saw yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, multiplier's been applied. So, you know, there's there's a lot of movement in terms of classification. So we're moving up to three A and that's gonna be interesting and uh create some new matchups and some new challenges and opportunities. But uh to your question, yeah, interstate against Asheville and uh, early in the season, and uh, should be a fun one. That that sounds well. You know, you keep climbing up there. You're going to have to call uh, Coach Knotts uh, there over there at Dutch Fork. <laughs> Test wits with him. Hey, hey, we, we we got a lot of climbing to do before that happens, and, and a lot of depth to gain on our rock. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if the 28 is ready to go against the Silver Foxes, but anyway, Coach, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to uh, get people educated. Uh, and like I said, that's what the, this this whole segment we're doing in the off season is all about, which is you know let's let's get some of the people around the country that, that hear the big names like you can probably even name the big names right that's why people can spit out dutch fork and all that but it's the the guys that are doing it at the lower levels that are making just as big an impact on young men's lives and young women's lives at this point in time so coach yeah. thanks for taking the time and, and good luck in uh, 24 jeff hey man thanks for what you do for high school football thanks for having me and uh, go Cavs. take care man Hey coaches, don't forget to go to HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com right now to register, nominate your student athlete or athletes for the High School Football America 4th Annual Academic All-America Team. GPA 3.7 or higher, 96 on a scale of 100. If they qualify, just we made it easy for you. All you got to do is just go to HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com, click on Academic All-America in the navigation tab right at the top, and then a form will drop down for you. Click on that, and you will be able to nominate each and every one of your players. And uh, we're just so pleased that the numbers are Wow, <laughs> above and beyond what we've done so far. First three years, nearly 10,000 student-athletes honored. This year already, we broke the single-season record. We're well over 
8,000 nominations so far, so make sure your players don't get left out. And different this year from the first three years. Parents, you can nominate your child. And student-athletes, you can actually do a self-nomination. Same form difference is you will have to submit a uh, for, for the fall season, the fall sport of 2023, you will have to submit your transcripts to us. It's real easy. Just, you know, again, 3.7 or higher or 96 or higher on the scale of 100. Do it today. And that's going to do it for the High School Football America podcast brought to you by NFL Play Football. Coaches, don't forget get to check out playfootball.nfl.com for some great resources to help you improve in the coaching profession. That's going to do it for today. I'm Jeff Fisher, and you've been listening to the High School Football America podcast.